The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Um, okay, well, thank you for coming on the podcast. Okay. There's so many things for us to talk about. I can't wait. Um, okay, I want to jump right in. So you started a company called Beam. Beaming. Beaming, which was a very big deal. By the way, up in LA, I knew about it. Because I have friends who live in various parts of San Diego, and it was like, oh my god, oh my god, we're eating this—the wraps. Like everyone was talking about mm-hmm. the wraps, and you lost that company. And so you I kind did. of walked away. Did you walk away? Or did you? I mean, how, we'll talk I, about that. Yeah, we'll talk about it. So I think I'd love to know. You know, you come from a very healthy family, mm-hmm. and I still do think it's interesting how, you know, what the landscape was. What was it? 10 more than that. I launched Beaming Del Mar 2012. Yeah. I mean, and so thinking. Not that long ago. And that's after you going to the doctor, right? And the doctor, you were like, I don't feel my best. Talk me through that because I think there's a lot of layers here. It's like, I want to talk about the layer of you being quote unquote, you know, healthy, but not feeling your best. And then coming up with an amazing solution and then you know, as an entrepreneur, I think it's really important to talk about the decisions that you make that can ultimately fuck you over. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. So lots of juiciness there. Um, I mean, so starting with sort of how did I start on this path? And Mm -hmm. as you mentioned, I came from a healthy family, um, eating well, exercising every day was always important to me. Um, progressed fast forward to late 30s doctor tells me that you know all the symptoms of gaining weight inflammation foggy brain no sex drive etc is just a, you know just I'm getting older and what a horrible moment horrible moment and so much of what drives me in yeah. what I do which is to really take control of your health mm-hmm. and be intuitive listen to your body um we have to be accountable for our bodies and I think that you know, at 38 to be told I was just getting older. No, I'm about to be 37. And that's I, like, I mean, are you kidding? I'm 52 and I no. have never felt better. My friends laugh at me and they're like, you have more energy than anyone I know. My sister's in her fifties and my husband is always like, thank God that's our future because it's, yeah. he's like, she looks like we don't look 20 years apart and, and we don't act 20 years apart. Well, and, and it's so much of a mindset. Yeah, absolutely. And that really is why I do what I do mm-hmm. and why it sent me on this journey. I mean, I just had my biological age tested and <gasps> I'm 28. No. Yeah. And here's what's crazy about cool. that. And here's what's really cool about this. this. Wow. Is that, and I, I was having this conversation last night. I was like, it is such a mindset. So I have a, you know, a daughter who's 25. She mm-hmm. and I are best of friends. We do everything together. Cute. She works with me. I feel like I'm her age. And so I've always said, I feel That's like so I'm 28. Cool. So when I got the biological test done and it was like, you're 28, I was like, wow, the power of the mind. Wow. <laughs> so, wow. But that was where, which is do- a big part of it, obviously. A huge yeah. part of it. And I live big. I have fun. I love food. I love wine. Yeah. I love tequila. Like I really enjoy life but I also understand how I feel best in my body and where to find the balance that works for me. That's what catapulted me is when the doctor said that I was like, no, that's not acceptable. I'm going to figure this out. Mm -hmm. Started to make changes for myself, for my family. Wasn't that complicated. It's just eat clean food. Don't put processed food in your body. What was your first step after that? Because I've had those appointments, by the way, I remember I, I remember seeing a new doctor when I moved back from New York and I was like, I'm really bloated. Yeah. I'm like, might have some IBS stuff going on. I have brain fog. I'm super dry. Like it was, I felt awful and I, I was 26 and she told me to eat prunes. Yeah. So um, I'm going to hold back a little bit here. I think, I mean, there's a place for Western medicine. Absolutely. Obviously. And, right? um, and, but where I think and what drives me is really encouraging people and inspiring people to take control of their health Mm -hmm. because you knew prunes were not the answer. Yeah. That was definitely, I mean, I saw a gastroenterologist the other day because I have some gut issues and they blew me off. They had no idea what to do with me. Now I'm super healthy. There's other things that I'm kind of uncovering, Mm -hmm. but I've had to advocate for myself. We all have to advocate for ourselves. And as moms, you've done it. I was going to say you've done it for your daughter because your daughter was on ADD medication at the same time that this was happening. Five doctors told me there was no choice other than medication. Five. 
And at the time, I didn't know I what I know now. I so much Adderall when I was a teenager. No, and it's messed Spracked up. Spracked out of my mind. And I mean, and the side effects of that, right? I it's mean, horrible. and it's so overprescribed. I mean, everything that we do in our society mm-hmm. right now is overprescribed. And so to me, it's like before we take a medication, why don't we start with food mm-hmm. and lifestyle? Well, doctors, and, and this is not doctor's fault, but they don't make money off of telling you to eat well. They don't. And I'm going to tell you a crazy story and we're all over the map, but this is really an important one. So I'm at the doctor the other day, 52. I'm not in perimenopause yet, but it's coming. Mm-hmm. So I've put on five pounds and I'm like, all right, like something's changing. I'm pretty aware of my body. And mm-hmm. so I'm adjusting and doing my little magic tricks. So I bring it to the doctor and she says, why don't we just put you on a Zempic? I almost like fire came out of my eyeballs. I was like, are you kidding me? I was like, why don't we find out what's going on with my thyroid? For five pounds. For five pounds. She wanted to put you on Ozempic. Yeah. Why don't don't we put you on Ozempic? Why don't we check my thyroid? This is what's so sad to me because like there are, there is great use of that drug Mm -hmm. for the right people. By the way, it's been around forever people have been on it for long periods i think you know there's so much everyone's so talking oh my god oh my god there have always been ways for people to lose weight right but that type of situation is what the uproar should be about five pounds to be put on an injectable prescription is insane that's also something you may not ever be able to come off of and so it's creating this vicious cycle yeah. And that's a whole conversation in itself. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, I understand mm-hmm. there is a place for it. I think I come from the mindset, first, do what you can do. Yeah. Like, eat, start with food. Exercise. Yeah, you're never going to be able to keep that weight off. The no. mental things of dealing with going. I mean, half my friends have been on it. Yeah. And a lot of them, some of them very much needed it. And I was like, this is a great solution for you. Because if somebody needs to lose 80 pounds, 100 pounds, it's an overwhelming They've thing. They've done everything. They've and it's done not working. everything. Yeah. Especially a lot of people have are pre-diabetic like there is a great use of that yep in conjunction with the right lifestyle choices like you're never going to get away from eating well and exercising you know what's up upsetting for me in all of this is that it, it's the quick fix mm-hmm. right and there is no silver bullet and what's upsetting for me is i really thought or at least we wanted to believe that we had taken steps forward that we you know the body shaming and really accept your body as is i think we've taken a hundred steps back because now we have this this injection yeah. that's making everyone really skinny, unnaturally mm-hmm. skinny, and it's not changing any habits and behavior. We're not looking at really well-being. Yeah, We're I not, mean, it's very American to be like, here's this American. thing that we can all do besides... Without saying, why are we all pre-diabetic? Why, why are, is it, what are we eating on a daily basis? Like, who's making all the money off of this? It's it's so it's just a perfect shitstorm. <laughs> it really is, and it's very. I mean, I love that we're talking about it because I mean, and I, you know, obviously the fact that a doctor told me for five pounds for no, somebody who literally is so exercises every day. I have a very fit body. I take good a care of myself. A friend of mine told me her mom was on it the other day. She was laughing. She was like, "He's like, it's not funny, but she's like, my mom has been like a shell of herself, like." A total mess. And we realized that she's like, I didn't even realize, but like her doctor, put her, this is a thin woman in her 70s. No. But probably was like, yeah, I'd like to lose like, you know, eight pounds or whatever, 10 pounds, five pounds, probably. She's tiny. Her doctor put her on Ozempic, but she was she was doing it wrong. So she was like doing like triple the dose that she's supposed to and like hadn't eaten, like, you know, could only eat like one M&M a day or something. And she was like, Called me, laugh. She's like, I can only laugh about this. She's like, obviously we pulled her off of it and called that doctor and I had a conversation. But she was like, my 71-year-old mother is eating like one M&M a day. Like it's- Everything about that's wrong. Insane. Everything. I was like, this is unbelievable. Anyway, okay. getting back <laughs> to it. So we're talking about doctors and advocating for yourself. Yeah. Good for you to be like, yeah, I'm not doing that. Also to say it okay. to somebody who has- in wellness the way that you are is kind of also undermining. I mean, I'm always going to go to the root of the cause. Yeah. Like what's going like, on? Clearly you're there to figure out what's yeah. going on with your body. What's going on? And I think that our bodies are always changing and we have to adjust with it. Mm-hmm. And that was really what started beaming. It's what's also was the inspiration behind Chroma was how can I make this simpler? Yeah. How can I show people and help people experience how good you feel 
mm-hmm. when you put good food in your body. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's not as complicated as we, as we make it. Yeah. So Beaming was designed like, okay, what's the best way I can take all this education? Because I went to IIN, the Institute of Integrated Nutrition. Read a bunch of books. Read like, a bunch of books. I did oh. all the research. I made the changes in my family. And I was what like- What were the immediate changes that you made? By the way, again, context here, you've always been a healthy person. Right. But I'm sure at this point you were like, wheat thins are healthy and whatever. Yeah. I mean, so 12, 13, 14 years ago, it's not that long ago. Health we, food stores were also weird and crunchy and Era one very wasn't a expensive. Era one wasn't a thing yeah. in LA, right? Like Whole Foods was sort of like this new phenomenon. So we've come a long way. We have a lot healthier options mm-hmm. or you can buy organic fruits and vegetables at you know, Costco, Walmart. There's farmer's markets, lots of places. So it, we have access now, right? Mm-hmm. We didn't. 12, 13, 14 years ago. We thought that wheat thins were healthy for us. We thought that whole grain goldfish for our children that had blue and red dye was good for them, Mm -hmm. right? So when I say we were healthy, we were doing what we thought was healthy at the time. By the way, this is under a landscape of complete privilege. Like you're not in a food desert, like outside of that, like, you know, the baseline of Americans who can't afford to even go to Whole Foods is completely, I mean, it's crazy. What like, this, my husband's from Italy. He always says food is democratic. Mm-hmm. Having access to good food is a basic human right. And it's just the one thing that we just haven't really put a grasp on here. No, yet. we haven't. And, and it's, but it's, it's improved mm-hmm. from where we were. Absolutely. And, and so that's encouraging, but again, you know, in the time and still we have so much further to go, mm-hmm. you know, and part of it's a laziness. Yeah. Part of it's a, you know, it's as simple as reading the labels. If the first ingredients is canola, canola I think so many people sugar, trust. They don't think that they don't, you know, think because I, th- I see a lot of videos on TikTok. I saw a video the other day where this girl's like, why are we fear mongering? Why are there people going through the grocery stores and showing you how to read a label like this? And I was like, I understand that perspective. Mm-hmm. But I was like, most people don't feel good. And so trying to just educate yourself on like what, because it's free also to just make better food decisions if you can, right? And how long after you made the changes did your daughter feel better? And did you feel better? Well, here's what's so crazy. So, I mean, I felt better in even, you know, my husband at the time and and the kids, everyone felt better. Mm -hmm. And because you reduce the inflammation, you got anything that was like slowing you down. So that's gluten. Mm-hmm. That's anything processed. I mean, yeah, Kraft mac and cheese was a thing, yeah. right? I mean, our kids love that. Oh, and yeah, this I is before the so food much. babe, like really went nuts and exposed all these chemicals in mm-hmm. our food. So again, we've come a long way. We still have a lot way farther to go. We felt better immediately. Like yeah. my workouts got better. The inflammation went down. My brain was better. My sex drive came back. What was most impactful for me in making the choice to really go into wellness was my daughter, and that was, you know, the five doctors telling her that she had to be on ADD medication. There was no other option. And I yeah. was like, I don't feel like this is right. There's got to be something else. Didn't know what I knew at the time. So I followed this for a couple of years. And then finally, as I started to understand the, the power of food and how certain foods can be extremely inflammatory, especially yeah. for the brain, mm-hmm. and especially if you're sensitive to that. So that's gluten, sugar, wheat, dairy, any type of processed foods, right? So of course there was, that was in our food because we just didn't know. Of course, yeah. As soon as I removed that, in two weeks, we removed her, we took her off the medication. She's never been back on. Wow. And it was a moment of, this is amazing. Thank God I listened to my intuition Mm -hmm. and I'm able to really help my child in a way that a mother wants to. And absolute anger that the disappointment in our medical system, that that was never a question. Mm -hmm. Like, why don't we start with food? And I think this is something that anyone listening is really important is like, if you've got headaches and migraines, if you, if, if you or someone, you know, in your family is experiencing any type of ADD or something like this, start with food. Because I think the fact that so often it's something that you might be allergic to gluten, you might be extra sensitive to these things. And we're, if we're not starting there, we're going right to medication. We're just masking That's the problem. That's happened to me when I was in high school. I was eating chicken sandwiches from the mm-hmm. school truck. Yeah. And every day after school, my mom and I had a ritual of going. There was a cute little like family-owned coffee shop. I get a frozen hot chocolate, which was ice and milk and cocoa powder and sugar with whipped cream on top. Sometimes we get like, a, and I come from like a quote unquote healthy family. But my mom was like, yeah, after school, we get like a right. little treat. I mean, I gained... I was like 180 pounds as a sophomore in high school. I can't imagine. And I could not focus. After lunch, I was falling asleep. And I still thought I was, you know, 
I'm like, oh, I, it's not like I eat so bad, but it, but I was. I was eating, you know, having mm-hmm. whipped cream and sugar every day after school, and then being like, there's no way I could concentrate. And they just hopped me up on all the Adderall, and then I got obviously like so skinny. By the way, it's so funny because we live in such a time of being like so inclusive with weight, but like any time that I have been, you know, fifty, you know, I gained a lot of weight with my pregnancy, and like I never talk about the amount of people that call me fat in my like DMs oh my and all over my Instagram was insane. And then when I got skinny, everyone was like, thank God, like you look so much better. Like you look so good. And then they're telling me, it's like the amount of conversation about the whole thing, which like, by the way, I'm just what I was before I had the baby I'm back. Like I fit my normal clothes again. It's not like I've become, but it's the convert. It's always a fucking discussion, no matter what way you are. Yeah. It's just very, it's, we just come yeah. from a weight obsessed. We should all just feel good. We should, that's, that's the focus. And that's what I have focused on. Yes. And I can't even imagine being in that position and people, and people can, people just mean, yeah. right. And it's their own shit. But that being said, yeah, I mean, it starts with like what you put in your body. It's not as complicated as we make it. And mm-hmm. that's what's always, that's what drove me was how can I take this and really help support people? Cause we're really busy. We don't have time. Yes. We're all overwhelmed. The information out there is do this, do that. Don't do this, do that. And yep. It's like, okay, let me simplify this. Mm-hmm. I'm a total foodie. I don't have, I'm not culinary trained. I mm-hmm. didn't have all the expertise, but I was like, I you can figure this out. Yeah. I can figure this out and I can go find people that do it a lot better than I do. Get in the kitchen and we're going to go create some rockin' food. And I'm going to put it at, you know, create this new cleanse. It was at the time, this is beaming. This is the time of the juice cleansing days where I was like, this is fucking stupid. Why are we drinking juice all day? It's got 220 no grams of sugar, <laughs> so sugar. Yeah, uh, fat fiber. That you was know, such a thing. Nothing. And it's, I think it's, I think we're done with it. But I was like, what if we eat? Like, what mm-hmm. if I make really healthy food <laughs> that makes you feel really good? It gives you energy. What if you could work out? Right. Yeah. And that was the, that, that's what kind of prompted the, the beaming And by the way, thing. you did this with like no money. So I did this at a time where, it, you know, first of all, I lived in San Diego. I still mm. am there now. So not only did I not have any money, but San Diego had no concept of what I was doing because yeah. all it knew was Jamba Juice. Yes. Right. And so New York had some stuff happening. L.A. had some stuff totally. bubbling up, but it was still early. Yeah. And, you know, and I come out with a, the first superfood cafe in the country with, you know, 12 and $14 smoothies and acai bowls in a city that had no clue what that was. But what I did was put food out there yeah. that people that made them feel good. Did you also like have no, like some of your employees like lived with you? Yeah. So, so at the time I was going through divorce, uh-huh. I had no money. Um, and it's one of those things where I was so, now I had this, I have to change the world. I'm yeah. also an Aquarian. So, <laughs> so there's that. But I was like, I have this information that everyone yeah. needs to know now. I need people to understand the power we have over our health mm-hmm. and we've got to take control. Nice distraction from a divorce. And, too, and it way. was a good distraction from that. <laughs> I'm good with distractions. Um, and so, but at the time I was like, it was one of those things where you're, when your why is so strong, know, nothing so, so is like, going to stop you. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I'm going to do it. I have no expertise in doing so what it, was your but first I'm going to figure step? it out. So the first step was, well, what I did first was created this superfood cleanse that yeah. went viral in yeah. San Diego. And mm-hmm. so I was like, I think I'm onto something. People want this food all the time. Not only did they lose weight, but they felt, felt amazing. Mm-hmm. They were able to exercise. They're like, I want this food all the time. I was like, okay, this is working. This is yeah. good. I'm changing habits. Because it's interesting when you're satisfied and you're eating, like weight is obviously, and you, what nobody saw is you did air quotes when you said people mm-hmm. lost weight. That's like a byproduct of yeah. just good digestion and and your body like functioning again. Yeah, you're like, oh, I'm sleeping better. My yeah. brain works. Mm-hmm. I feel good. That's what I care about. Yeah. I understand what we buy is weight. Yeah. Fine. I understand. I want to look good too. Mm-hmm. So that led to the first cafe, um, went out and raised money, had never, like I'd never raised money before. I'd never done a business plan plan before. I didn't have any of the skills, none. And, but I had a very strong conviction. Mm -hmm. People had done the cleanse. So maybe 1200 people had gone through this superfood cleanse. Cool. So that allowed me to raise the first chunk of money for, for beaming with lines out the door when we opened. That was what, around like $600,000? Uh-huh. Um, and so, you know, we had lines out the door from the time we opened. It became the most successful concept in the country. Amazing. Within its first year, more than anything in Manhattan was doing. I mean, it was, it was, yeah. it was this, this wonder, mm-hmm. which was amazing. And it was like filling my heart and soul. The kids were going there after school instead of McDonald's. They were in between, you know, work, uh, soccer practices or whatever. They're carrying the beaming lunch bags at school. So cool. It was like the vision I had was happening. Yeah. 
Right. And, and that is what is, was like, what if I could just make this delicious food that's made with like sprouted almonds and sprouted almond milk mm-hmm. and so culinary forward that, and it, in the highest integrity. And I was coming out with superfoods at the time that people didn't know. Like yeah. it, it wasn't, you know, no, Four Sigmatic like and, yeah. and, and Moon Juice weren't a thing yet. Right. Like, yeah. and it's so the, the maca, the spirulina, the, all the mushrooms and stuff mm-hmm. were just like fairly kind of ha- happening. And we were making this a real conversation and it was working. Um, we, I ended up raising, because it was so successful, I ended up raising a lot more money, mm-hmm. about three and a half million. Um, again, you know, had no idea what how do to do t- this. Yeah. Because also here, my husband, and I talk about this all the time, like with his brand, he's like, if I raised, cause we haven't, everyone's like, are you going to do a raise? And he's like, if I had a million dollars right now, I wouldn't know what to do with it. Yeah. Like I need to hire team first. So like what happened when all of a sudden you have three million dollars well we had a very specific plan right so yeah. because we were doing so much volume out of mm-hmm. this tiny little kitchen, i mean i think the kitchen was maybe 25 square feet oh my god like maybe and we were producing a lot of food yeah and so we had to build a kitchen mm-hmm. and we had to take the concept and bring it to market yeah right it was working um so i was raising money for that we ended up um, opening three cafes in la uh, within three, four months so cool and you know in a town that i didn't know no. anything yeah. at all i had to fully immerse myself here i've got these three little kids back in san diego i'm a single mom i'm going back and forth um it was a crazy crazy time but it was also like i was so passionate i am so passionate about what i do and the fact that it works yeah and that people were like feeling and telling us the stories about how much better they felt which yeah, is just exactly feeding what your Poma soul does. so much too you know feeding my soul and it's just i just figured it out along the way yeah um, and then we actually expanded it to about 10 locations. We were at the Southwest Airport at LAX. We partnered with Equinox. And I remember the when dream you were was Equinox. happening. Yeah. yeah, the dream was happening. And, and then what happened? And then, <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know, typical um, entrepreneur, first time kind of mistakes. Um, I made some pretty significant ones that ultimately cost me the company. Um, Can you talk a little bit more about those? Because I want to be like, a ta- I mean, in what, Absolutely. however you can. Because like I was saying offline, like we made bad, a couple bad decisions with some of our or one of our companies um, that will forever be a scar on the brand, on our friendships, on our emotions. I mean, it's a tough thing and it happens all the time and hopefully more people will talk about it. But you can make very big mistakes as all these other things. So what I'll tell you is it was the worst experience of my life. Mm -hmm. It brought me to my knees. Yeah. Um, Everything about me, I doubted. I we've been going through money. Actually the last like six months. I mean, it made my divorce look like, you know, like just about. I like found my husband on his knees in our bedroom crying. Like it's intense. It's bad. So part of, to answer your question, I actually am very open about it because if I can help other entrepreneurs not end up where I did. Yes. And it's one of the woulda, coulda, shouldas. Yes. But the mistakes I made, the main ones. Um, so, you know, when you're raising money, you're just, you just want money. Totally. And that was one of my my big mistakes because all money isn't equal. Nope. And so really understanding, one, what are you going to do with the money? What kind of money are you looking for? Mm-hmm. Is, uh, you know, are they the people or person that you're going to be working with? Are they going to work with you? Not just when things are good, but when the shit hits the fan. Absolutely. Because a hundred percent chance that the shit's going to hit the fan and mm-hmm. things are not always going to go and you well. You need a sophisticated investor. You need the investors who are also going to stand by you saying like, look, we're going to figure this out. Yep. So I, all, I had all angels, um, but what I did and I really fucked up on is I had a board mm-hmm. and the board bought seats on the board. I didn't understand the power of a board. Yeah. That's where I messed up. And so I had people who had no experience in the industry. Mm. Um, it was, um, they came in with a check and said, I'll give you money. If you give me a seat on the board. And at the time I was like, well, that sounds great. Great. Give me a million dollars. I give you a seat on the board. What a great exchange. I didn't understand. Ego involved in all of this is what really is the killer, huh? It was, I, what I went. So when things were great and, you know, beaming was the hottest thing, it was fantastic. And then the shit hit the fan. Yeah. And so instead of going, how are we going to come together? It became finger pointing and attacking and bullying and bullying. Like I can't, I, the amount of tears, mm. it was the worst experience. And mind you, I still didn't have any money. I think I was making $50,000 a year yeah, with the totally. top brand in the country. Like I was not, you know, it, but 
I was going to figure this out and I was not surrounded by people why who were supportive. Why did things start, why did shit start hitting the fan? Because it's always more expensive than you think. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's always more complicated. Yeah. And it takes you just more didn't time. have anybody on the board that was like, hey, we're going to cut this, we're going to do this, we're going to find different vendors, we're yeah, going to do blah, and, blah, blah, blah. And shit happens. Like, I yeah. mean, the, the cafes in LA took, you know, six, nine months longer to open. So yep, that costs always. a lot of money yes. and it costs more money to, to build them than we yeah. thought. Like, that's always going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but there wasn't people that were like, okay, one, how do we plan for that? Totally. Never want to look for money when you need it. Mm-hmm. So we got backed in a corner. Right. The other huge mistake I made. So the, there was the, um, the, the having people on a board. I mean, don't have a board if you don't need one. Yeah. If you do pick your people wisely, mm-hmm. that is one of the biggest mistakes anybody makes because anyone who has a voice and power mm-hmm. can overpower you if if the structure's not set up right. Exactly. Which was the next piece I messed up on was not having legal representation. I was just say, I'm just about to say the biggest mistake is not having a like I was on the phone with my lawyer till I walked in and met you today. Yeah. And it took me like three people until I found her. Yeah. And that is she's my friend. And she checks on Somebody me who and she backs makes sure everything. And she goes through deep into everything. Yeah. And is it investment? Yes. Will it make me hopefully successful one day totally like we were having like big conversations about things this morning and there these are i was like the guy was like i literally said to her i said kylie these are the decisions that are going to change my life yeah that i and i because i've made bad ones before getting a deal on a lawyer or not using a lawyer i didn't even use to check contracts i would just sign them i was like they seem a good person same i've done that too (laughs) so you know signed leases that weren't properly checked and balanced and i'm still Mm -hmm. getting notes on this is like 15 years later right so yes not having proper legal representation who really has the checks and balances i mean we have for chroma we have one on retainer yep. that i can text at any time of day of like it was very very different and also protecting me mm-hmm. right and so that was a big one and then the third big mistake i made and i think this is a really important one which is know what you do really well and have somebody or or people who do what you don't do well oh my god and 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 let them run that. For example, I did I not have an operator. You, that you said that. I didn't have an operator, and I am not an operator. Yeah, how are you, of course not. I do not do financial modeling. No. I am a creator. Yes. A brand proliferator. Mm-hmm. I am passionate. I want to go educate. I want to tell the world. I create great products. Um, I know what I do really, the really well. The smartest people know what they cannot do. Yeah. And I am not an like operator. Get someone else to do it. <laughs> and I didn't have a good operator. Yeah. And it was a very complex business. I mean, you've got a central kitchen. You're making perishable foods no, that only last a couple of days. So hard to do. You've got 10 locations. you got trucks going here, there, and everywhere. I mean, you, I, I needed a strong operator, and I didn't have one. It wasn't that I wasn't trying to get one, but I didn't have the support of the board. Yeah. And so my hands were tied. I couldn't make a chess move. I just, I was like stuck. Yeah. And it got to the point where, and I've described it as, I felt like I was... Like kidnapped and muzzled in the closet mm. and I had no voice yeah. and I'm like screaming and no one's listening. Horrible. And it was also so painful because I was watching all the lives that we were changing mm. and all the people and people still stop me and say like, oh my God, Beaming changed my life or I miss this. And just all I wanted to do was keep going and keep doing the good. I was like, and I'm like screaming at the board, like, don't you see the good we're doing? Yes, this needs to be profitable, but we're two years old. Yeah. Like give it some time. It doesn't happen overnight. Yeah. Del Mar did. Del Mar was like this, you know, this wow thing that kind of came out of nowhere, but to build in a new market as much as we were successful and people loved it and all the celebrities came and all the Mm -hmm. things were happening. It doesn't happen overnight. And so it was just this very in conflict. I didn't have the right support. I didn't have that operating partner and I didn't have the lawyer. So at what point were you like, I'm going to call it? Uh, When it was so painful and the abuse from the board was so bad. Yeah. I was like, this isn't worth it. It's crazy to see how people's personalities change when there's a lot of money involved. I had to, I had to walk away. Mm -hmm. And um, it took me two to three years to recover. I'm sure. To come back and come back and then do it with Chroma. The thing that got me through it was I kept thinking, I don't I don't know why this is happening, but somehow there's a gift in this. And and that's where when I came out of beaming and really got into how did I get here? Mm-hmm. And how do I never end up here again? Absolutely. Because if I'm gonna create again, I'm gonna create from a place of strength mm-hmm. and wisdom that I didn't have going into that first one. I was so naive. Like I had no clue. I'd never oh God, raised how money. are you supposed to know? How are you supposed to know? Yeah. 
So, and you don't. It's impossible. And, and You're I a think, mom in San Diego who was making food. How are you supposed to know how to scale a multi-million dollar business, navigate a board, raise money? By the way, perishables is a fucking nightmare. Nightmare. <laughs> like Totally nightmare. There's a reason why I'm in non-perishables now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay, you could still do this and like do really good things in the world. Yeah. But let's do products that don't die in a day. <laughs> so so what, made, what was the moment where you, where you decided to do Chroma? So it was a long time. So I, I'll, I'll kind of, there was a lot of deep interpersonal work I had to do to even get to a point where Chroma could come into my mind. Right? By the way, hold on in between that. So this is two to three years. Like, were you able to get money for yourself when you walked away? Like, what are you doing? Because now you're back. You're I like, now I'm broke again. I don't know what I did. Because I also, the other part that was really hard is I kept thinking, well, I'm the founder of Beaming. People will hire me. Yeah. And nope. no. They weren't because in some ways as an entrepreneur, you're kind of hard to hire. Very. I don't want to create a story about this, but it was also like, where do you put me? Right. I'm a visionary. We've right? I've gone through this multiple times. And so that was With very humbling. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, I did some consulting work and I did some things and I don't know how I just sort of like held on yeah, for dear life. Little things. Yeah. I really don't know how. Isn't life is it, amazing though. Sometimes when those moments happen, like the little things you need to get you by always show up. They do show up and you just, and that, that is true in every, I mean, even today, it's just, it's just, and believing. And when I was hit rock bottom and I really went deep into, cause there was a couple of things. It wasn't just the mistakes that I made in business. I had to also look at what was my subconscious that mm. created this outcome. Mm. So there was some deep interpersonal work to yep. understand what part of me manifested this mm -hmm. right because i think of myself as a really good manifester yep so and you went, can manifest bad stuff too and but even subconsciously so i was like i need to get to deeper into this so i went to hoffman oh cool so i did the I'd hoffman, love to go to hoffman thing it was it was great i mean i you know you, you chip away at these things right yes. i've always been into, into you know into personal development i've always been into like gro personal growth so i really stayed into i am going to get to the bottom of what was about me that didn't allow me to have success mm. so that if I'm going to go ask for money again and create something new, I can do it from a place of power. Great. So that was the journey. Then I got through to the point where I played with a lot of different ideas. I played with healthy cocktails before healthy cocktails became a thing. You yeah. Know, I probably should have stayed there. It would have been amazing because <laughs> it's quite the thing now. But I did a lot of different ideating. Yeah. But it was one of those things as a creator, I was like, why can't I create? Like it just was like, I've always been able to sort of like, you yeah. know, do magic and like yeah, I have yeah, an idea yeah. and here it is. And it wasn't working. And so um, it was one of those times where I'm like, I can't force this. I can't force the uh, emotional recovery. It's going to be a process and I can't force the idea. It have to happen. So what I ended up doing was finally when I got this idea and it started with my passion for matcha when I converted from coffee to matcha. I did that this year. Huge. I stopped drinking coffee in January 20, I'm sorry, December, 2022. I've only had matcha in 2023. I feel I incredible. Yeah. So, and you, and I love coffee. I but, do too. So, and, and I know coffee works for so many people. For me, coffee, like the smell of it, I can feel this tingle of anxiety go up my body. <laughs> <laughs> the smell of it. I'm like, Duh. I want it. <laughs> totally. And it's, I mean, but my I'm, body just reacts not well. No. And it was making me irritable and anxious. It's really hard on the gut. Um, it's very acidic. I mean, and I'm not bashing coffee. Like there's a place for it. Mm -hmm. However, matcha is game changing. Game changing. And so when I started, when I did this one little switch and it's like these little pebbles along the way. Totally. It's this tiny thing. The tiny little thing. And I was like, okay, well, I went to matcha and then I realized all matcha is not created equal because I was like, at mm -hmm. first it tastes like shit and it's like, tastes like dirt and yeah, grass. Totally. And I was like, oh, well, what's organic ceremonial grade matcha taste like? And then I realized, oh, that's really yeah, yummy. I mean, and so tastes I creamy, even if it's just I did water. what I do and I kind of got into my little mad scientist mode mm -hmm. and I was like, okay, well, I feel really good now. And I'm like, my mind is clear. My energy is sustained. Totally. Actually, it like no crash. it actually boosts your mood. Mm -hmm. Like there's all sorts of other things about this, plus all the antioxidants and other things. So that's a win. Then I started doing all my superfood geeky things, and I was like, I'm gonna add my favorite superfoods. I'll add some collagen. I'll add some maca. I'll have some mushrooms. Get some, you know. And so I created these concoctions, 
and gave them to my friends. They were like, this is amazing they yeah. need to package this. And so that became wave one of Chroma cool. is I launched four adapted and super lattes. Now I'll tell you when I did that, and this is why it's important, is that I, it, I knew that wasn't the idea. Yeah. But I had to create momentum. Yes. I had to start somewhere. And instead of being so tangled in this isn't it, this isn't it, I was like, this is sort of it. That's so funny. That's what we do with the olive oil. I was like, this, we're going to come to market with the olive oil. Yeah. And it's not it. Yeah. It's not like the, sh like, I'm like, we will have sheets one day. Like how we're going from olive oil to sheets. You know what I mean? It's like how you go from like matcha to like a reset. It's like, but you have to just create the momentum, get it going. And, and I was like, well, to feed because because people are like, that's yummy. What else can she do? Right. Totally. And right? at the time, I'm also still kind of coming back. Yes. You know, because I was like, was I a one hit wonder? Like maybe, maybe I'm not. Like, that also gives you the emotional boost that <laughs> you need. The like this boost. is good. People are liking it. Your ego's coming yeah. back. You're the confidence is yes. Totally. And I also needed to understand manufacturing because I am coming from a food service world where we're completely different in a space. kitchen. Now I'm dealing with co-packers. Yep. I'm dealing with powdered based goods. I also am on in the internet now. I'm used to having cafes where we're interacting. We're saying totally. hello, and now I have to say hello on the internet. Like what's that going to be like? So I knew I just had to go learn. So thank God I had an investor in San Diego who gave me a million dollars and gave me the lifeline. Great. Thank God. And he had believed in me because of Beaming. And he gave me sort of that first launch of Chroma. So this is where it got interesting. We're in the market for three months. And I was like, and then I got the, I got the aha. Mm -hmm. Oh, I know what we're really building. And I, I was like, okay, we need to pull these off the market. I can't put any more energy here we're going to go do something really impactful, which was really the same thing I did with Beaming, which is yeah. I, I'm all about how do I help people in their everyday life and, and change habits and behavior? Mm -hmm. How do I give you the tools to thrive? And it wasn't just about lattes. I always knew that. Yeah. And so I went back to the roots of what Beaming did, which was I'm going to start with a reset. Right. Because that's what we all want. We want to look and feel better fast. Yes. I can do that. Yeah. Maybe better than anyone. Mm -hmm. Right. I've been in the cleansing world for 14 years. Yes. So, but I do it from a very different perspective, which is about nourishment mm -hmm. and not about deprivation. I want I'm you to. I'm so obsessed with karma, by the way. We have, I haven't mentioned this the whole time because I did it last year and I need food. Like I need I nourishment. Do too. This I is too. This, this is the best, yummiest, most like whole body you feel better you're not like oh i'm gonna suffer for three days to feel like good on day five like that's not how this works no thank you for saying that and that's not how i design things mm -hmm. because i i want people to i want you to thrive i want you to show up for your work with your brain on yeah i want you to show up for your kids i want you to be able i want you to only be a raving bitch there's enough programs out there that no one wants to be around you. Totally. You cannot function. You're definitely not going to exercise. Your brain is dead. Mm -hmm. And the bigger thing too is, then what did you learn? So you lost a couple pounds? I know. It's so like, what? who cares? Like, because you're going to go back to French fries and, and champagne the next day. Uh, yes. And I had French fries and champagne last night. I love them. Right. But if I, if you're on that on day six, after you came off a program, it was a total failure. Totally. So for me, it's always been about, can I give you little things that are going to give you the tools to continue after. Mm -hmm. And that was where the vision kind of hit me. It was like a lightning bolt. I also, because I pay attention to what's going on in the market, I was like looking at all the different products, all the different programs. And I was like, here's what works. Here's what's fucked up. How can I do this different? Mm -hmm. And so I had to go convince the, the um, investor Hey, um, you're like quick pivot. So <laughs> we're gonna pivot. We're gonna disappear for two years. <laughs> Just trust me. And he's looking at me like, huh? Oh and God. you want to create what? And I was like, I know, but what you invested in is gonna be much, much bigger. Yeah. And we're gonna have much bigger impact because I was, I'm all about like, how can I change the world? Yeah. And so, and do it in a way that really feels just easy and in flow. So that's what we ended up doing. We disappeared for two years um, cool. and went into the kitchen and really started creating the five day reset. Mm -hmm. uh, my daughter and I created it. We brought in Dr. Cole, Dr. Will Cole, who I love. I and, love him too. I've had him on the podcast. <clears throat> he's great. And, um, and then we just started to do, you know, create this delicious food using powders. And I was like, I want it to be delicious, very nourishing, so easy that if you only have water, it can go anywhere with totally. you. It goes on the plane. It goes to the office. It goes to the park, yep. right? I don't want you to carry a cooler. I also know that your life is as busy as my life, which means that at any point in time, I might get invited out to an event or something. And the problem with some of these food deliveries is that that food goes to waste. Yes. I kept thinking like every time I would buy like a online food cleanse, the food would go to waste. Yes. 
And so I had to create a system that was like, how can I help this fit very busy people who also don't want to think? I want to put the best ingredients together Mm -hmm. in really delicious combinations that marry function and flavor Mm -hmm. and fit your life. And in fact, and I know you know this, I'm going to give you more food than you need. Yes. And you get to customize it for you by adding protein and vegetables if you wanted to your broth because you have a big workout or you just need yeah. more. Or maybe your husband needs more. The broth is more. so good. The broth is so good. It's broth. like powder that you know, add water and it's like, that's what I had for lunch today. Yeah. I was and like in my hotel room. in there. I mean, it's just like you can, yeah. like, it's just, it's so good. It's so good. And I have my matcha. So I like, and I live on Chroma, right? And so I, a lot of times, like many people who create products, like you create what you want for you. Do you sell just the powder itself for the broth? Yeah, I think it's right behind you. Yeah, I gave you 24 karat gold over there. Oh, here it is. Yes. Because <laughs> I have the matcha, which I had this morning. Yeah. And the oh my God cookie butter is so good. It's on, but by the way, it's almond butter, coconut butter, hemp seeds, goji berries. Like it's, I love lakuma. It's, the, my daughter loves it. I know. The kids love it too. It's so yummy. It's like my pre workout bite. Yes, because just I the vitamins. I know, by the way, I'm yeah. so hungry right now. Me too. And like, as we're talking, <laughs> I'm like, I cannot it. wait to have a spoonful of it. <laughs> totally. And I'm so busy. I am always on a plane. And so th- I literally thank God for this food because I'm, all- and it's so funny because I'm going to be on the plane. My daughter loves the porridge too. Porridge is amazing. Just nuts and I seeds didn't and plant butter. I realized the broth was totally separate because I have the porridge yeah. and I have the matcha. And I have the butter, but oh my God. Well, all of the products this that are great. on. I'm going to Italy on Monday. Perfect. And I was like, man. You know, I obviously lean in. I'm like you. We have to be eating. You, ha- we're all human beings. Yeah. And sometimes people will say to me like, "Oh, like how can you promote all the supplements that you promote when like you know you eat fries and you eat pasta?" I'm a human being because our baseline. But what people don't understand is I was like, "That's a really weird mentality to me that we're either totally always eating whatever we want or we're starving." It's I'm realistic. fulfilled by yummy vegetables. Like I love chicken and salmon and vegetables. That's my baseline. Yep. That's my baseline. And then when I go out at night, of course I'm ordering fries. Of course I'm going to have cocktails. I love tequila. I love martinis. But I feel really good because I'm in a good place. And it's not every night. And it's not constantly. Yeah. No, obviously it looks like it on Instagram, but I'm not. I mean, you right. notice those things. But like I'm at home going to bed at 930 most nights. Totally. And that's this so is that great broth, that I can travel with this. That broth is my dinner in San Diego. I was left. There's no food in San Diego. And so like there's no I food go- in Pasadena either. It's <laughs> very <laughs> San Diego adjacent. They're I'm like a Houston's. And like, <laughs> Sorry, San Diego. I just <laughs> on you but but like so i'm in new york all the time i'm in la there's food that's everywhere food in LA. i know but that's my dinner almost every night and that's also how i'm like i have it at five or six i get my long fast in mm-hmm. I, I do the porridge i do the cookie butter i do the broth i do the matcha yeah. i do our greens i do our, our magnesium i do our cranberry elixir so like that's how i sort of live I'm really every happy. day i'm gonna have this while i'm traveling and yeah and then we also have them in all the sachets too so they're they have the travel bowl with the sachets which is hilarious when i'm on the airplane I know, like, and i'm like fussy <laughs> and i got my whisk everyone's like know. what is she doing you know, know. but it's a great conversation piece but it's just you know and it just it simplifies my life because i don't have time i still i just sent my baby off to college so all three kids are now off i'm an empty nester as of like okay. a week ago it was very dramatic le- leading up to it and I've been juggling all of these things and all of these beings for so long. This food saves me because yeah, I don't course. have to think about it. And I just mm-hmm. know that it's going to nourish me. I'm going to be on my game. And then when I get to go to New York or L.A. and have a great dinner like I did last night here. Where'd you eat last like, night? Well, it was Zing Cafe, but it I love yummy. Zing. Oh, and so the good. French fries are amazing. They have great fries. <laughs> I know. It's good. I want to now transition into what we were talking about offline a second ago, which is you're moving to New York. Yeah. As a single gorgeous business owner. This is like a new chapter of your life in your 50s. It's so, I'm so excited. And it's a little full circle, which is kind of funny. Because when I was 25, I accidentally got pregnant with my daughter. She Mm -hmm. knows this. (laughs) So I was not married. And I think, you know, my became my husband Mm -hmm. but I was moving to New York at 25 and that kind of made major curveball of course so we kind of did that thing but then she moved at 25 to New York so it was sort of like you know she's sort of living that and then I'm like I'm coming too amazing so I can't wait for it my whole team's out there the marketing team there's so much happening in New York I've always loved it it's the best it's got so much energy we have we probably have 50 investors in New York oh cool uh, and I'm happy to talk about that too and um and so just being in New York and there's a little bit like if anything it's like a little outside out of mind if I'm not there if I'm there it's magic every day absolutely 
absolutely. I think that New York's a place, LA is this way too. You walk out the door and magic happens. Yes. Not a lot of magic happening in San Diego. No, but I live in Pasadena. It's very similar, but LA even like when we go to New York, we'll leave for breakfast. We'll get home after dinner, even with, with our baby with us. The amount of impact we've had in one day, the people we've met, the yeah. meetings we've set up. It's on. I literally looked at my husband all the time. I'm like, if we have to move. Yeah. Or he needs to open up a store there so we can spend half the time there because our life will just catapult. I, I cannot wait. And I'm going to go trial it first and I'll go back and forth because I do think I will be bi-coastal and yeah. I'm in LA all the time. My kids are going to come home. So it's probably the, the best of all worlds. Mm-hmm. I'm also single and I'm like, you know, I kind of like in the East Coast guys. So it should be fun. That's incredible. Yeah. So talk to me about you know, how the structure is now with Chroma, with your investors and how that works. So the good news is when you get your ass kicked, um, uh, you hopefully learn from that and you don't make those mistakes again. You make some new ones, uh, but you don't make the same ones. And so part of building Chroma, uh, the first thing I did is found an operator. Yep. And and that <laughs> like, was... Lawyer operator. So, I mean, the curveball on that one was he started as a boyfriend. He became the operator. We were business partners up until about a year ago. We were still you know, life partners, but he's still my business partner and he's phenomenal. I mean, he had all the background that I don't have. And he and his brother, actually the brother's the CFO, they are rock stars. And so they've built the foundation that allows me to go do what I do best. Absolutely, We're so rock solid in that business. Part of it is, is we've been around the block. It's not our first rodeo. Totally. So that quote failure that I had was my best gift ever. Always. And so now it was uh, made me a lot more investable. Mm-hmm. And so as we were building the business model, my daughter and I were creating the, the, the reset. What we ended up doing was we did a beta test. Um, we were about to go raise money during COVID, the day before the world shut down with mm-hmm. COVID. We were about to go ask for money and we're like, okay, uh, we're not going to do that now. We're going to go test this reset and see what people think. Yeah. Put it out in the market to five friends. They were like, oh my God, this is game changing. I want this all the time. That led to more to, to more and it sort of kind of just created this own thing. And so over the course of a year, that beta became how I raised money. Cool. And what was, you know, I went talked to a million VCs. And they were like, oh, this is really interesting, Lisa. Like, come back to us when you have proof of concept in the market. And I'm like, well, I need two and a half million dollars to yeah. actually put it in the market. They're like, and at the time, especially during COVID, it, VCs were not investing, and they still aren't, in in companies that are pre-revenue, pre-proof of concept. So mm. I had to change my approach. That's so annoying. I'm like, it's like the chicken or the egg. It is. And it's so hard. However, it was, the, again, the best gift. Because mm-hmm. it forced me to really rethink how I was wanted to raise money. And so I came up with this idea and I had seen Thrive Market do this when they started a long time ago. They raised money through bloggers. I don't know if you know this. Oh, I forgot about that. And because all the VCs said no. Yes. And so they're like, okay, we'll go get $5,000 checks from a bunch of bloggers and they'll be our go to market. Yep. So I kind of, that always so stuck smart. with me. And I was like, what if I go raise money from really influential people who are super who are passionate in mm-hmm. about what we're doing and believe in me? So smart and will be part of our go-to-market oh my god so i created a vision board and i was like okay so here's the celebrity peoples that would be really cool and then and it was everything from that to the mom in the community who knows everybody yep right so to me influential means a lot of different things yes and it's just like who's gonna like get behind us and just like tell the world and it worked when we have 110 investors Wow. And I would say, I mean, my first investor in the second wave, right? So there was the first wave with the guy that really believed in me. And then the second wave, the first one was this, uh, was Dick Costello, who was the former CEO of Twitter. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that was really cool is I didn't know any of these investors ahead of time. So Gwyneth Paltrow, Jessica Seinfeld, Amy Schumer, Naomi Watts, you know, Kristen Cavallari, you know, they, I didn't know any of them. Mm-hmm. They really they heard about Chroma through friends of friends of friends Loved and it. that's how, and they fell in love with it. Amazing. And so it's been this really beautiful synergy and I have a hundred female investors. Cool. I mean, Candace Nelson from Sprinkles, who's so freaking amazing yeah. and Greg Renfrew from Beauty Counter. And so it's been this incredible, like, I feel so supported. How did you let everybody know that? Like, how did you let these people know? Like, were you reaching out to people or was it so kind again, of So again, I didn't know any of them. And um, really what it was, was when you need money, and, and, and I should also say, you know, my first check came in November 3rd, and I celebrate this date every year. November 3rd, 2020 was my first check. 
I, I didn't have a dollar to my name. Oh, wow. I couldn't pay rent. Mm. I couldn't buy food. I wasn't able to, I had nothing to my name. And wow. I wasn't going to be homeless, yeah. but no one was rescuing me either. No. In fact, even my father, and I, I thank him now. It's actually his birthday today. Happy oh, birthday, birthday. I thank him now because I asked him for help and he wouldn't help me. Now, as a parent, can't imagine doing this. Oh, shit. He would not help me. And I think part of what made me successful is he didn't rescue me. Yeah. As much as I hated him at the time. <laughs> I was like, what father does this? Yes. The fact that he didn't, I had no choice but to figure it out. And that first check came in from Dick. And what I did in raising was like, Dick, do you have any friends that might be interested? Yep, exactly. Wait, by the way, you know Brian Meehan from Blue Bottle Coffee. And like, and so he just kept making intros. And then those people. That's an art form, by the way. My husband is funny about this. Like, he'll be like, I'm never going to ask anybody. But I'm like, I don't, I think you have to ask. People don't know that you're, I'm saying this in general, like people don't know. By the way, if you're like posting all this stuff on Instagram about what you're doing, it looks like you're successful. Yeah. Doesn't look like you need money, right? So yeah. being really willing and gracefully, it's a very nice yes. art form to say, hey, you believe in me. Like we're actually looking to continue to raise. Do you know anybody else? Da, 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 yeah. And I people want to help. Yes. That's the thing. And they want to. And I think, I mean, it it was a lot of no's before I got to the yeses, right? And this doesn't um, mean that you need to like social climb or join that circle or whatever. This could be, these are email intros. <laughs> you know and I'm I mean? not in the circle. Like I'm really That's not. Right. And so I think a lot of people think like, oh, you know, you know, I, I see people, people always want to, want to downgrade how people got to a certain place. Yeah. And so I think your story is so important for a multitude of reasons. But one of it is like, yeah, you're not, you live in San Diego. Yeah, you know I'm, not, I'm not, you're not, not like, in the parties. I'm really not. You're not. You're not know? in the circle. And so to have, but to have all these people who know what you're doing and who want to support you doesn't mean that you need to be this person who, you know, because I think a lot of people are like, oh, well, she only did that because she's friends with these. You know, you never know. And so there's this yeah. a beautiful, you never know until you ask. You just ask and you believe so much in your mission, your vision, your why, and, you know, in having that tenacity and, you know, whatever it takes. And for me, I had the vision. So, you know, definitely had the like, I want to attract people who are going to get really passionate about it. I also wanted a lot of female investors. Yeah, cool. I knew that they would, you know, be louder and mm -hmm. have the megaphone. They're harder to get money from, by the way. Um, and so it took a while to get oh, wow. kind of the momentum of yeah. that. So, um, but I mean, I think it was just one led to the next. And again, it took, it did not happen overnight. You know, there was a big first wave. And then all of a sudden it was like, okay, we still need more money. Like, how do you do this? And you just keep going out and finding people and asking people and do you know someone and, Eventually, you know, it, we, we obviously were able to launch and people then, of course, wanted to invest even more and all the great things happened. But, um, you know, it's not easy. Raising money is very hard and I'm about to go do it again. So, oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story. Thank you so much for having I'm me. I'm excited for so your fun. New York chapter. Me too. What a whole different. I mean, it's so amazing speaking about your life this last hour and then just thinking like, Wow, a lot of it's just starting. I am. I could not be more excited. I feel like it's like it's one of these things where you just feel inside. Like there's just all mm -hmm. sorts Most of something. something. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Thank you. This is awesome. And that, ladies and gentlemen, concludes this week's episode of Everything Is the Best. I hope you enjoyed it. Please rate review, subscribe, all that stuff. Maybe leave a comment. But remember, shitty comments are for shitty people. Go ahead and follow me on Instagram at Pia Barangini. And I hope you have a fabulous, fabulous rest of your day. Love you. Ciao. note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.